0: Hello, Song Topsers, Nick Brigadier here, and today we have an amazing best of episode for you guys. Uh, there's been a lot going on in the past week or two for all three of us, actually, and so we didn't have time to record. However, we did not want to leave you hanging. So with that, we present to you today a great episode that you may not have heard yet if you're a newer listener, and that is episode 17, Mr. Tambourine Man, at least his cover of it, by the inimitable William Shatner. Uh, and in fact, I, this is totally my subjective opinion, but uh, upon re-listening to this, I find that if you listen closely in this episode, you might actually just hear the first audio seeds that would eventually bloom into the wonderful, are you telling me a special episodes that we do from time to time now. Uh, but with that all being said, please enjoy this classic episode in which William Shatner loses his goddamn mind. Mm.
1: And and you know what? I I sweat a lot in my sleep, you know? You ever sweat in your sleep? (laughs)
0: Yes, I do. Uh, Steve, how do you feel uh, about this? That's a great point, Mike. Keep talking. You're full of wisdom. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, just, I was trying to transition into Mr. Tambourine Man because he makes him sleepy but, like,
0: <laughs> you know Mike I really appreciate you uh, trying your hardest to work in a transition because I know typically Nick or I are trying to do that like with you and we make fun of you because you never get it so I'm glad that you took initiative and, and tried to try to do that this Thank, time
1: thanks Steve I, I feel like you know it was a real good, a, a, a effort try yeah <laughs> Well, you know
0: what? Speaking of friendship, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone. Not just any episode. This is a very special, complimentary episode of the Song Topsy Report. Mm,
1: For for true, for true.
0: Because Mr. Mike Russell has MrMikeRussell.com up and running, Mm, which means that he won the bet that was established a few episodes back, where Mr. Trollinger now has to compliment Mike throughout this episode, cannot make any jokes at his expense
1: it's a uh, it's a real pleasure. Uh, it was it was a it was a great bet, you know, uh, two very distinct individuals with talents that deserve to be shown to the masses. And uh, you know, I just happened to get mine up first, but it doesn't say anything bad about Steve. And I think Steve really enjoyed my website when he checked it out.
0: Isn't that right, Steve? Mike, you uh, you I want to say this right now that you're you're really good at, at getting it up first. first.
1: Oh, yeah! <laughs> you're, 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 really,
0: you're really good at it. You're even setting Mike up for the kind of jokes you know he'll love. Uh,
1: uh, the ladies love his style. <laughs> God, it's killing him, Nick. I don't think he'll make it. <laughs> oh, you see tears of happiness. <laughs> Welcome to the Song Tops
0: Report, everyone. <laughs> The episode that we have uh, in store for you today... Well, actually, I had heard this song a very long time ago. Like, it actually, so the, the song I'm about to listen to is one of the first songs I ever downloaded off of iTunes. Ever? Ever. I remember it because the first time I was, you know, as, as, a, as a youngster, was on iTunes exploring the vast array of music that was at my disposal. The first thing I found was... And uh, I don't remember how I even found this, but I found an old Arnold Schwarzenegger workout CD from the 80s, which was comedy gold. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, just like with like 80s, like it's raining men in the background and him going and lift one up, down, up, down. And it was fantastic. And a suggested like, you know, customers also bought was William Shatner uh, and the transformed man. Wow. Which is the album that our Steve, you can that, still talk. That, 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 like, you don't, you, it's like, you don't, very have to hard.
1: Just, <sighs> my, just, my first just album. Like, just like Mike's penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, like right now, oh, Like, right all, now? Like, right now? Like, all Mike. The time? <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy. He can control it at will. It's fine. He chooses to. Oh, tell me more about my penis, Steve. <laughs> It I'm smells, isolating that audio clip. It smells of
0: roses in the springtime.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. He just sprinted here. It does not smell like roses. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that about my junk, man. I know it's a freaking, it's a sweat pit down there. It's uh. <laughs>
0: wait, so, wait. So you, had, you had. I'm just gonna get us off the subject. Wait. So, uh, so you, so you, so you had one. You had the the Schwarzenegger thing, and it and it recommended this to you. So it's like it's like the Columbia Record House from Hell is what you're saying, <laughs> essentially. Yes. No, it, 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 hey, it was, I see you like piece. I see you like like piece of shit albums. Here's some more that you can order for one sand a piece through our recording uh, uh, subscription. Because if you want to hear music that you can laugh at, there's a comedy album section on iTunes. But if you want that sweet unintentional humor that only the likes of an amazing American, well, not even American, Canadian treasure like William Shatner can provide. He's Canadian American, I think. Is he Canadian American? I think he's got dual citizenship. Oh. I feel like you'd have to at this point. But regardless, uh way way back in 1968 when William Shatner was right kind of smack dab in the middle of doing Star Trek, he re- he wanted to capitalize on this and recorded an album. But now, I feel like most celebrities would record a cover album, you know, of just basic simple songs, but William Shatner's not about that. Mm-mm. He's he, he's a step above. He did a cover of Mr. Tambourine Man, originally written by Bob Dylan. And he he provided his own Shatnerian twist on it, which uh well have a listen. Mr. Mr. Tamarine, man.
1: Okay. I'm not sleepy, and there is no place
0: I'm going to. It, it it was like it was like he was in the middle of adapting the song and thought, you know what this song needs is three to four middle eights. It's got an it doesn't have enough bridges in the song. There's gotta be at least three or four. I can't <laughs> I, launch right into the song. It's gotta sound like there's not, at least three songs. Not launch into it, not Sing it in any way, shape, or form. Speak, talk it, but don't even do that with, like, a normal human cadence.
1: Mr. Mr. M- 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 hey, Mr. Tambourine Mr. Man. Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> I really love the backup singers, though, you know? Yeah. It's in an, it's kind of like a lullaby, a little. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, because, like, he's not sleepy, but it sounds like Mr. Tambourine Man comes when it's time to go to bed. Well, it's yeah. just funny you say that because by the
0: end of the song, it is nightmare-inducing. It, it, it quickly spirals into a descent of madness and chaos. I just I picture the, the ba- that, that chorus coming in. I'm just picturing him on a on a stage on a stool, single spotlight on him. To the side of him, there's another spotlight on a small choir of like singer like like uh, uh, gospel singers. are in they're, they're in robes and whatnot, and then he launches into these lyrics. And every time there's an awkward pause, once he's done, but he hasn't let them in on how the song is, how he's changed the song. So there's just this awkward pause where they're all looking at each other really weird. Just are we su- are it, we it, supposed it, to sing? We're supposed to sing. I think it? We should sing now, yeah? Huh?
1: Is it? And as the song
0: gets progressively more unhinged and disturbing, they're just lose. They're just. They don't want to be there anymore. They, I do you. Did you know this was going to happen? I didn't know. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tambourine <laughs> Just nervous muttering, like, I don't know. Is he okay? Like, why is he doing that? Oh, hey, hey Mr. Tambourine Man.
1: By the end of the song, they're all
0: gone. They've yes. just been walking up the stage, though. Like, <laughs> just William Shatner losing his mind on a single spotlight. <laughs> just screaming at the sky. Like. But it's very odd because. So, this song was originally written by Bob Dylan in 1965. Uh, and. Well, when you hear his version, it has this very sweet, kind of sing-songy, you know, typical Bob Dylan feel to it. It's Hey, Mister Tambourine Man, play a song for me. I'm not sleepy,
1: and there is no place I'm going to.
0: Oh. So that came out 1965, and then literally two weeks after that, um, the Birds did a cover of it and released it on their album. Like they had been coordinated. Like they, like Bob Dylan wrote the song for his album. Um he'd been performing it live, I believe, and then the birds also recorded a version, but the way it timed out, uh they released within two weeks of each other.
1: Were they friends?
0: I think so. Do yeah. You know, they Bob they Dillon they were the they, they, they kinda operated in the same circles. Uh, so the birds recorded their version. I was just gonna play you that because uh William Shatner's cover is more based on the birds version <laughs> than it is on Bob Dylans. Bob Dylan's has some extra verses, uh it's a lot longer. The Birds is a little bit more succinct. So this is the Birds version of Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs>
1: I I just want to, like, you know, like, whip out my piece, throw up the peace sign, you know, like, have a nice hippie chick and just, you know, just play it to him. Why did I
0: think something different when you said I throw out my piece or whip out my piece?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you did word
0: that in a way that was questionable, but... (laughs) That's mere that I merely I'm merely saying uh, stating a, a a fact that it was confusing to us momentarily, but you quickly recovered and and we are all uh, uh, now uh, aware of what you were trying to get to. Now, it's important so uh, this, I believe, is the first cover song that we're doing. So it's important to kind of figure out what Bob Dylan's original intention was to see how uh, William Shatner <laughs> provided his own very unique spin on it. So there is an encyclopedia, literally on every Bob Dylan song that was ever written. Uh, and they go into great depth. So from this book, uh, there's a discussion on what Bob Dylan's intent was behind Mr. Tambourine Man. Quote, uh, has... everyone knows, Nick. Look, you don't even have to. Everyone knows. You might be surprised. Everyone knows. I was shocked by number six. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knows that uh, Bob Dylan's original inspira- inspiration for Mr. Tambourine Man was his neighbor, John Tambourine Man. Everyone everyone knows the song is based on a real man uh that lived next door to him. He's a traveling troubadour. He was it's very much like it was very much like The Creation of Kramer on uh, on Seinfeld. Uh it was it was a, a real person, John Tambryman, uh who would often play songs for Bob Dylan because he was trying to break into the business. And he and he was homebound a lot because he's, just, he's always like, "There's no place I'm going to." He was so. he was tripping balls almost constantly.
1: <laughs> okay, now you're
0: getting closer. Okay, good. Well, no, according to from the bo- that was real, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Tambourineman. <laughs> yeah, John Tambourineman is listening Man is attorney to this at law <laughs> right now, Esquire, and he's glad that we're finally getting the truth out. Yes, for too long he's been ignored.
1: <laughs> too long he's been slamming that tambourine. Yes. Ironically, and just pounding it. I won't
0: be ignored. Anyway, from the book, quote, there's been speculation that the song is about, and this will blow your mind, about drugs such as LSD or marijuana, particularly with lines such as, quote, take me on a trip upon your magic swirling ship. Uh, the smoke rings come to mind. However, Dylan has always denied the song is about drugs, and though he was using marijuana at the time the song was written, he was not introduced to LSD until a few months later. Other commentators have interpreted the song as a call to the singer's spirit or muse, or the singer's search for transcendence. So... I'm, I, look, I'm not, a, I'm not a heavy drug user in the sense that I don't take any of them. You don't have to lie for the podcast. <laughs>
1: it's okay, Steve.
0: I feel like, given our, the stuff we've talked about already, I would, not be, I would not be considered the shame of the group if I were to come out and l- if I had to lie about taking drugs. Um, but I, given my limited awareness of them, I'm pretty sure Pot doesn't engender a psychedelic experience that would enable the writing of this song. It just kind of makes you feel good, right? Like uh, It's not It's not like, oh, be careful of taking too much pot. You'll start to see things. The world around you will melt down to its base
1: components. Um, well, okay, so funny story.
0: Okay, yes. so, um... I'm sure
1: it will be, one, Mike. A very funny, hilarious story. Uh, and Steve's quite right. I mean, regular weed, you know, it's alright. Feels good. But, man, there's some other stuff. Like, when the fake weed came out, I remember when the fake weed first came out. Okay? Um... And we were all like, "Hey, this is cool. This is legal. This is fair. This is like, you know, we're not breaking the law." Was it legal? It was breaking the law.
0: Breaking the law. We do Judas Priest next.
1: It, it's not anymore, Nick. In fact, it's killed a lot of people. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was the synthetic uh, marijuana has killed a lot of people. You sin- said, yeah, the synthetic stuff. Yeah,
0: I did, I didn't know that. I I'm not a news person really i i'm glad you were here to tell me that mike
1: yeah i'm just saying when it first came out when they first were like hey these are just like scented stuff and you're like oh my god this is just like this is real weed so we would dude i turned into a 70s camera it was crazy like everything you looked
0: turned like a, into a 70s camera
1: like in my brain okay like so as i was looking, i thought you I
0: imagined think- yourself on a shelf as a camera from the 70s like i can't move i'm an inanimate <laughs>
1: object no, that was when I took salvia. Um, actually, that was my friend who was the boat, and I turned into a cartoon and fell off the universe. That was... Um, that was like, like you do. And then I cried.
0: But that wasn't pot that did it, right? No, no, that was the okay, salvia, yeah. Okay, so this is- back, it harkens back to my point about what pot does to you. No, In conclusion, it's, uh, it's a miracle that Bob Dylan survived his weed experience. But so regardless, that, the, the original Mr. Tambourine Man, and we'll hear more of the lyrics later on, uh, but that was kind of the original intention. Possibly about drugs, but according to uh, Bob Dylan, not necessarily. So three years after Bob Dylan and the Birds record their respective versions of Mr. Tambourine Man, uh, William Shatner records an entire album called The Transformed Man that includes covers, but not just normal covers. Every single song on this album begins with William Shatner Doing a monologue from some great work of fiction that then transitions into a cover of a pop song like uh, Spleen slash Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or Hamlet, It Was a Very Good Year. Oh. What people fail to realize about the great Bill Shatner, Billy Shat, as it, his friends call is him, is his amazing, his amazing theatrical pedigree. In Canada, he, he was. Food. In Canada, he, he acted, he, he, did, he did Shakespeare um there's a, a you know the actor Christopher Plummer I do uh the two of them work together on uh, on many uh, many uh, shakespearean plays uh of which there is some video of you can find um which is why uh he he was in Undiscovered Country Cause he wanted to work with, uh, he had, he had, it had been a long time since he'd worked for Christopher Plummer I and mean, they oh. needed, they needed a, a good Klingon cause there hadn't <laughs> been enough Klingons in the Star Trek movies up until then. <laughs> but Undiscovered Country ended the original movie series on a fairly okay note. Yes. I, I enjoyed Undiscovered Country.
1: Yeah. What is that? Go forth and yonder feast <laughs> with you? Is that <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? go forth
0: and yonder go forth and yonder that is 100% it, right right, yeah. right steve it's right it it is no i can still correct him no there's I nothing st- to correct i can still correct him so so the 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 initial the initial uh, the initial uh, uh, one is uh, uh live long and prosper and then the respondent says peace and long life
1: uh, you were so close oh i you know
0: you you almost had it this close man. this this close but no, what was your point about uh, William Shatner as a Shakespearean actor? I'm saying people, you you were getting ready to to malign this great great performer because he sought to meld his Shakespearean experiences with that of what was then modern day music, modern day music. Well, as Steve alluded to, William Shatner did have an idea behind this album. Uh, that the context quote uh, this was from, I believe, an interview with Billboard. Uh, Shatner said, quote, the idea was to take classical literature and put music behind it, perform it, and then segue into literature of the present day, which were some of those uh, pop songs that had good words to it, and of course music, so that the material in classic literature would either affirm the meaning of the song or be in contrast to the song. For example, Cyrano de Bergerac's speech ends, I may... Climb to no great heights, but I will climb alone. That's the end of this famous speech. Uh, And then it segues into the drug song, Mr. Tambourine Man, of a man who can't climb alone, who needs the sustenance of a drug. So that is literally the reason why William Shatner performs the song in the very idiosyncratic way that he does, uh, as we will hear. Uh, He basically believes Mr. Tambourine Man is like his drug dealer. That's the only kind of interpretation I can understand I mean, the song, all right, the song, I, I, I have heard the whole song. It, it does sound like something a crazy homeless man would be shouting at himself while walking down the street and seeing things in people that aren't there. That is, that description is 99.5% as close I can get to, 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 to this song. Well, why don't we try to confirm that That's a little so bit? Very, very rarely are we, the listeners, given the boom of hearing someone slip into madness. It's usually like an academic before and after, he's sane and now he's not kind of thing. You never really get to see someone lose all connection with reality in such a short amount of time as this song. <laughs> I can't set up the song any better than that. Well, no, I was going to say, let's let's see if that's true. Hey, Mr. Man, play a song for me. Ooh, so you're on the one train. Ooh, ooh, I'm not sleepy
1: yet. And there is no place I'm going to. We're going uptown, man. You all right? <laughs> hey! yeah, so at this point, he's <laughs> just
0: shaking and scratching an itch that he doesn't actually have. At this point, if you're sitting next to him, you you might want to slide like just one spot over if that's available. So this song actually plays a very important part in the perception of William Shatner. Because William Shatner, I don't know how to say this. Kindly, because I mean it. I honestly don't mean it in an offensive way, but he's not really taken seriously. He's kind of treated as like this over-the-top, not serious. I mean, this might be blasphemy. The to hell Steven. you say! <laughs> I've never heard of this description of William Shatner before. Well, so William Shatner, he he, he wanted this album to be like a serious compare contrast classic literature contemporary pop, but to make sense of his batshit crazy performance you need to buy into the fact that the theme from Cyrano perfectly lines up with Mr. Tambourine Man, which I think is debatable at best. So William Shatner performed this song on Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, performed it. Wow. And and it was, he, it was the end of anyone ever taking him seriously ever again. Yes, that is exactly what he said, because he didn't get to perform. So the theme from Cyrano slash Mr. Tambourine Man is six minutes and 48 seconds long. They said, we don't have enough time for you to play all of that, so you can only play the Mr. Tambourine portion of it. So William Shatner chose not to redo his performance of it, which maybe he shouldn't have felt obliged to. He is an artist. So he just did his insane performance with no prior context on The Tonight Show. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't Trek that killed him. It was this song. It wasn't the two seasons worth of him getting into shirtless contests of strength with poorly made up actors in rubber suits it wasn't that at all it was this that was just pinnacle tv in the 60s exactly though. <laughs> well he actually said about that experience he said quote he was given six minutes we only have time for three shatner remembers so i did the three minute cut of the song and i looked over johnny carson while i was doing it and i saw him mouthing what the fuck mm-hmm. That's one of the stories I tell and from that moment on nobody took me seriously and I couldn't take myself very seriously. This is what William, this was the moment. This was his watershed moment yeah. where he became the William Shatner we know. The transformed man was created by a man who took himself way too seriously. The transformed man <laughs> transformed the man. Exactly.
1: Well, would you say this perhaps maybe this was exactly what he needed? Because he took himself too seriously. And instead, he just had to do some, you know, this, this, this fuck up, this, this, uh, this, this failure in someone's eyes where, you know, he was trying something so meaningful turned into him fully transforming into the full William Shatner that he was today. So it was, I think it was the best thing that happened in his career.
0: This was the cocoon of the Shatner life cycle. Uh, let's jump back on this one train, though, with Mr. Shatner. <laughs> In the jingle jangle morning,
1: I'll come following you. Take me on a trip on your magic swirling
0: ship. That's when he shits himself. <laughs> 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 <And> then, <laughs> yeah, you remember last summer that woman who peed her pants on the subway and like let the cockroaches out? That very well just could have been William Shatner or whoever this guy is. You'll have to be more specific. Which time? <laughs> yeah, which which time someone
1: pissed themselves and let cockroaches and crickets out. Steve, I love your rendition of the lip sync version of this. Yeah, Steve is yeah, acting it, it out.
0: Nothing, nothing better for a completely uh, audio medium than lip syncing and acting out a song. <laughs> Yeah, that's why our podcast idea for Lip Sync Battle just didn't work. No. (laughs) We also got hit with all those lawsuits because we were just playing songs. (laughs) So William Shatner is performing the song in the way he's performing it because he. he, uh, the only way I can understand based on what he's said is that he sees whoever Mr. Tambourine Man is as his drug dealer and he needs the drugs. This is uh, like the climbing out of your depression or whatever is what he deemed... Uh, Cyrano to be about And he's equating that to Mr. Tambourine Man
1: Yo, I can't Wait, Nick All right, With the way the future's going and stuff And the way that like, things are getting implanted in our brains And with yeah. VR, I think soon We're gonna have drugs that are accessible Via noise, right through the ear holes And I hope it's via tambourines How great would that be? Like You start jingling your tambourine, you just start tripping You know what I mean? Like, Mike, you were a visionary <laughs> For the future the world we live in will
0: be built upon your ideas, man. Steve, thanks. Hail, Mike! 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 Hail Mike. Hail Mike. Hail Mike and his tambourine drugs. Great people of Tambourinia. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I can actually add to what he's saying. Go on, because sound can be, uh, sound can be used to elicit emotional responses and which alter we all know, which we all know and alter moods uh there's um you could you could use you could i actually wrote a sci-fi short story once where someone <laughs> used sound to take control of the minds of others a uh, based and his on his m- name was mike russell <laughs> based on re- based on actual research i did so i i his he's the nicest, all right. The actual nicest thing I can say about him—no, these fake nice things—not the fake nice things. The actual nicest thing I can say about him is that he's in this one instance he's not totally crazy. Science, bitches. <laughs> Esteemed Professor Mike Russell, I also like how my 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 backing up of my crazy statement was. I did research one time for a sci-fi short story I wrote, so that means it's hundred percent true. <laughs>
1: I like having Steve in my
0: corner. This is, Mm. soak it in. (laughs) But let's hear a little bit more about how William Shatner's uh, descent into drug fueled insanity, which once again is the only interpretation I have that makes sense to me. Senses
1: have been stripped. My hands can't feel to grip. My toes, stop touching me, man. Too numb to step. Wait only for my boot heels to be one. Just pawing at
0: some woman's coat. Hey, the, <laughs> the pauses are so awkward.
1: <laughs> Between
0: <laughs> him speak mumbling and then the poor other people in the recording booth who have to record the chorus.
1: I just imagine the bongo player just like with his mouth open, like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's
0: the whole chorus. It's just. Are we? Are we gonna go? We gonna go now? We go now? It's been it's been more than eight notes. We go now. It's been is it? Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. Why are you ten octaves up? That's <laughs>
1: that Steve's got a hell of a falsetto.
0: He's trying to very subtly show his range off for the yeah. podcast for all those all of those all those Broadway producers out there who listen to this podcast. Man. I'm ready to go anywhere why does that sound threatening (laughs) like okay sorry this is my stop i've got to leave i'm ready to go anywhere go ahead mike say what you're gonna say (laughs) have you been this person on the train at some point
1: Uh, well i've been this person on the bus but (laughs) that's even worse well well, listen oh no it doesn't have anything to do with tambourine mans or stops it was just dealt with have you ever been attacked verbally by an entire bus full of people no (laughs) um the only way to win folks is to go full crazy you have to (laughs) especially when you're alone well specifically when you're alone i was alone on a bus what
0: did you do that prompted this outrage what 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 did you do that united a whole bunch of strangers (laughs) in a public place against one common enemy all right that's very impressive you can't get a group of people together about any issue these days so that's very impressive
1: I did unite the, the, these people of Albany on this on this bus back to campus. Uh, something ha- This girl said something rude to me. I, I, I'll say it was uncalled for, although I was slightly intoxicated, so it, it, it's up for debate. But That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, she starts laying into me, and I'm just like, and then all of a sudden she's with a bunch of these dudes, and they're like, yeah, man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh. And then like, I started trying to say some stuff, and they're like, well, you're all by yourself. nobody, You got no friends. And I was like, And I was sitting with an empty seat, and I was like, you know what? This guy's with me, and fucking me and Ralph, man, we took on the whole bus. And, dude, next thing you know, people are turning around. They're like, who's this crazy guy yelling at this chick and these these dudes? And then the whole bus started chanting, kick him off. And me and Ralph, we made it, man. We made it back to campus. And uh, I'll say we got a few good jabs in. Uh, they God. couldn't hear what he was saying, so I had to, uh, you know, clarify.
0: What did Ralph, What did you translated for Ralph? <laughs> yeah. What was Ralph saying?
1: Oh, man, well he said, "Oh yeah, you dudes are all defending this chick, but only one of you is going to get to bang her." So what the fuck's up with that? And they were like, "Oh," it was kind of funny and not really, I guess. But <laughs> listen, you know, Ralph. Ralph has a crazy. He's a crazy guy. You know, just <laughs> Mike. I have a very serious question for
0: you. Is Ralph still here with you?
1: No, man, come on. Listen, like I said, the only way to win sometimes you got to go full crazy. Whether or not you're actually crazy or you got to make it appear crazy.
0: I feel like if you voluntarily go that crazy, it kind of just makes you full crazy. <laughs> no.
1: Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Listen, you try getting like teamed up on um, by yourself by eight people. You got to you resort to uh, No, I,
0: to be uh, honest, I, I have never I've never been in that position where I I've, I've been teamed up on by a whole bus. So, who knows what I would do? Maybe, maybe maybe I would find <laughs> Steve, Ralph... Steve! Steve! Oh, wait, Steve, what do you think about all this? I don't know what Steve's gonna say, but I feel like it's gonna be nothing but compliments. You are a master storyteller, Mike. I followed along that story despite the complete absence of uh, uh, character names or specific nouns. I followed along uh, and was satisfied with the conclusion of the story. Uh, you are, you're a winner in my book, Mike, you, you're a winner.
1: You know what the, the most awkward part was not the chanting of the bus and not all the people attacking me and not the imaginary friend I had to make up, but I had to have brunch with this girl two days later. Wait, she happened to know my nephew's sweetmate. mate. It was crazy. W-
0: did, how, how did that go down? Did she, pre- did you just pretend you didn't recognize each other?
1: Oh, well, I didn't recognize her. I couldn't remember her face. Like, I was you know <laughs> I just was pretty drunk. Was why drunk. <laughs> sh-
0: how, why should they expect him to remember her face? Okay. People look, drunk people in this country get a bad rap. They're they are uh they're frowned upon and judged by all of us sober folk who take public transportation hundred percent sober, and we do not give enough thought to their Lifestyle and their well-being, and
1: I, for one, am sick of it. Steve, just coming to the justice of all the yes, the poor, forsaken, abused, junks in this world because they're sick of
0: it too. That's why they're always throwing up. <laughs> sick of it? I get you, Nick. That was that was a super shitty addition to that bit, Nick. That didn't it? It didn't add anything to it. It was half-assed. I'm I'm gonna slap. That smile off of your face when I get a chance. Oh, sure. You can slap the smile off my face, but Ralph <laughs> here's got my back, and Ralph's going to beat the shit out of you. Guys, I don't know if you knew this right now, but Ralph has been silently sitting next to me during this whole recording, just glaring at Steve, because cause, cause we're close, man. We, me and Ralph are close. We've known each other since SUNY, when I met him, when Mike introduced me to him.
1: Oh, Ralph, long time no say, hey. buddy. Hey.
0: <laughs> Ralph says hi back, but you already knew that, because we can hear him, and Steve can't. I'm not trapped in here with you, Steve. You're trapped in here with us. (laughs) Steve has taken his headphones off and is walking out of the
1: room. And Oh, he's gone. Oh, wow. Uh
0: I guess, Ralph, I guess you're going to have to step in and record the
1: rest of the podcast. Uh, We got a set of headphones. Oh, Steve broke them, though. Oh, God, what a... Hey,
0: guys, it's me, Ralph. Oh, my God, Ralph is here. Oh, Ralph. Guys, I you've been doing a podcast. You've been talking about me, man. I've been listening. You guys are the greatest. Aw, oh, thanks, Ralph. Yeah. No problem. Mike, my friend Mike here. Remember we got in that rumble on that bus? Oh,
1: yeah, man. You remember the whole crowd was yelling at us? Oh,
0: man, fuck that bitch. Oh,
1: fuck that bitch. <laughs> oh, Ralph's
0: catchphrase. Fuck that bitch. Nick. I've not known you as long as I've known Mike, but I I can tell you're a beautiful person on the inside and out. Thank you, Ralph. Oh my god. Well listen, Ralph, we're talking about a William Shatner song that describes an incident that we feel is very similar to what you and Mike got into. Oh man, I love William Shatner. He speaks to me on a level I couldn't comprehend before. Well listen, Ralph, here, we're gonna play a little bit more of his song and I'm curious to hear your input. Let's do it!
1: I'm ready for the fade into my own parade. Cast your dancing spell my way, I promise to go under it.
0: Now, Ralph, was that kind of how Mike was behaving on that bus? Oh, man, that's poetry. Poetry in motion. That's what we call Mike around the house. We live together, too. I don't know if you know that. Oh, Mike, I I did not know that. You found a roommate.
1: I did. You know, he can't pay rent, but don't worry about it, Ralph. You know, he's still looking for a job out there. It's tough business. Hey, it's a tough world out there for folks like you and me, eh, Mike? Mm, That's right, Ralph. He doesn't even need a bed, even. Oh man, this song! I look, I heard this song
0: first back in 1935. I'm immortal, by the way. Wow, immortal, Ralph. Yeah, it's man. It has its ups and downs. But here's the thing about. Whoa, wait, wait, what? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Die, Ralph! Ralph! Oh, oh my god!
1: Oh, sir! Oh, oh <laughs> my god! Oh, oh god! No! Oh,
0: blood! The Ralph! Blood is everywhere! No! 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 Steve, get off oh. him! <sighs> Did you fucking try to replace me on the no, podcast no, no, Ralph? no. Listen, though, man, if I, if I can be honest, Ralph was being really supportive and was not calling my ideas stupid you know and was just being a real good team player. Well, then he certainly deserved to die then, didn't he, Nick? Get on with the podcast. If you ever try to replace me again, Ralph's fate will be your own. See, I can't record while I'm still looking at Ralph's battered corpse. Where did you find a mini golf putter? I'm bringing around town with me. You never know when someone's (laughs) going to invite you to mini golf. I thought he was immortal. I will say this. Immortal means long-lived. It doesn't mean you can't die, Nick. All right, get it straight. He's not eternal. He can't die of natural causes, but he can sure as hell be beat to death with a putter.
1: Steve has certainly proved the alpha of this podcast uh, by murdering any replacement that has tried to come in for him.
0: Now let's get on with the show. Uh, okay, well, you know what? I, I really would have liked to hear Ralph's contribution, but this is really the part where William Shatner f- fully descends into madness. He was he was just kind of like a quirky offbeat crazy I have no on the train. No idea what that's like. <laughs> it's just you and him on the train now. I'm not sleepy and there is no place I'm going to. Okay, man. okay. He just slowly lowers himself onto the floor of the train.
1: <laughs> Pouncing In the position. Jingle. Jangle morning. I'll come following you. So, you think he, for a moment, envisions himself as like. What's the jingle jangle morning? I just can't, I keep thinking it's Christmas time. Like, In the or jingle or is it jingle jangle because the tambourine goes jingle jangle? I
0: think it's that. But once again, just, just really quickly, just to juxtapose, this was the original version. Pretty bass style. Oh, you mean it's a song. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> music. It's, it's, it's music, music. With singing and, and instruments, you mean. But like, how did this turn into this dystopian, trippy, nightmare, like horror movie soundtrack? Look, Nick, William Shatner is an artist, okay? And artists like him and me, not you two, but him and me.
1: Oh, man, I'm not an (gasps) artist. That almost
0: sounded like not a compliment for... It wasn't a compliment, but it also wasn't uh, purposefully designed to make him feel bad. I'll let that one slide. Okay. So, (laughs) artists like like Bill and I, I can call him Bill, because you're close like that. Yeah, (laughs) artists like Bill and I see the world in a different way, all right? What you call a first-degree murder of an invisible, immortal man, I call divine retribution and justice. What you call a jingle-jangle mix-up of, of, of uh, drug-induced half-singing, I call an artistic interpretation of a, of, of a poorly written song. He had so little to work with, but he saw what other people refused to see. So this is Bob Dylan's fault. Of course, it's Bob Dylan's fault.
1: Goddamn Bob Dylan. I would argue your point,
0: though, just made Bob Dylan the truly tremendous artist, because he wrote a song that has so many multifaceted angles to it that uh, Bob Dylan can record his version, The Birds can record a totally different version, and William Shatner, I I suppose the artist that he is, found this dark, twisted, junkie-esque angle to it that, that... transformed it into what it is today that we're listening to a crazy person on the one train rambling and now crouched down, ready to pounce on the only other person on this train. You're saying that's the, I'm saying, I'm saying the man is an artist and he, 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 he can get at the heart of this song and bring something out of it. That wasn't intended, but was what it should have been all along. Well, so, so the song is almost over but the last 20 seconds of the song are unbelievable <laughs> way to set way to <laughs> set this up Nick I, we're definitely not holding high expectations I, of what's going to happen at the end of the song oh we, we can do that because this is the end of Mr. Tambourine Man. Man Mr. Tambourine Man Mr. Tambourine Man hey He shits himself
1: again yes <laughs> and all the other cars were full on that subway so you're the one yep. person that's gonna deal with the this stank. is
0: this is one. this is the one train in the middle of summer on the one car that doesn't have air conditioning that's why nobody else is on the train and someone pulled the emergency brakes and now it's stuck between 42nd street and 34th street so, <laughs> inside New Yorker jokes. So that's where it, uh, to be honest, I, I think part of the humor is just, Mr. Tambourine Man is such a uh, innocuous description of someone. That sounds like a, a character who would appear on Sesame Street. And the fact that he is screaming this at the top of his lungs, like he's, like I said, like, I think he's a drug dealer. Like, he, he like, uh, <laughs> it's just insanity, and I love it. I, 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 I agree. I agree that it is, that I, I also love it. Good. Good. Why did we would, do this episode then? <laughs> well, I would have loved to have heard, heard Ralph's perspective on it, but Ralph is dead. Oh, would you have? Oh, I would have. Ralph. Oh, Oh, really? You, you would have rather heard what Ralph had to say. Wait, Nick, Nick. Oh my God, put the putter down. Put the putter down. Put it back in his carcass. <laughs> oh, God. thank God. Continue with the show, Nick.
1: He would have wanted it this way, Nick. He, he, he loved... would have
0: wanted to be beaten to death by a golf putter.
1: He loved mini golf.
0: Well, listen, there is only one other section I wanted, wanted to show you guys. Because remember how I mentioned how he had a William Shatner had a disastrous performance on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I scoured all over YouTube to try to find any kind of clip of this, and it didn't exist. But. But. In the depths of Vimeo, I found a little something. <gasps> so... This, is, this was a moment in history, because like I said, this was the moment that William Shatner kind of became the William Shatner that he was known for. So, not the whole thing, but on Vimeo, I found like the first like, 10, 15 seconds and the last 30 seconds of his performance of this on Johnny
1: Carson. Oh,
0: shit! Now, once again, William Shatner did not have... He was not able to play the first half of it, which in his mind would have made it make total sense, even though it's batshit insanity, <laughs> but uh, this is William Shatner... Um, Johnny Carson performing Mr. Tambourine Man. So it's gonna be the beginning and then cut to the end.
1: Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. In a jingle, jingle morning, I'll come following you and <laughs> laughing. Hey. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. Hey. Mr. Cameron, Mr. Cameron, Mr. <laughs> they love it. Yo, I think William Shatner actually discovered something with this though. Where where the where things are, when things are so like not- melodramatic. And like not supposed to be. Yes, to juxtaposed. The, the too, juxtapo- yeah. juxtaposition is hilarious. You know, it's like it because you know sometimes comedy is like when, when you're uncomfortable or like things aren't like fitting right. Yeah. So like it it really. I mean. Despite going kind of against probably what he was aiming for, you think? <laughs> turned out to be something that was like can be goal. Well also props to him because
0: he is he is not being phased by the fact that everyone is laughing at this. Yes. He's he I'm you're watching it and you're watching him fully commit to it, despite the fact that everyone in the audience is having the opposite reaction they that are, he expected. Yes. But as a, that's that's not in the audience. What what were you supposed to do? What, how were you supposed to react to that? It's like, oh, man, I didn't know William Shatner was such a brilliant comedian. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Poor Bill. I love that Johnny Carson went, what the fuck? Because you, <laughs> you can see that. Well, that was wild.
0: <laughs> Some real, weird, wild stuff. What the fuck was that? <laughs> No, but now here's the thing. So William Shatner at this point was peak in the middle of Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I could not do the Ed McMahon part after we did the John <laughs> Carter. Weird wild stuff, wouldn't you say, Ed? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, William Shatner was right in the middle of the original Star Trek run. This was 1968. He was playing Captain Kirk, and they really went to bank on the Captain Kirk aspect of it. In fact, on the album cover for The Transformed Man, it says, William Shatner, and then right under it, uh, Captain Kirk on Star Trek. So, it was winding down, though. Now... There's not much else to say about this song. We wanted to do like some kind of um, you know some kind of eulogy or just some kind of discussion on this, but what we actually unearthed is something far more incredible. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but Steve and I were discussing. We found a clip from a season three episode of the original Star Trek. It's a, it's a clip of William Shatner from an unaired episode that nobody ever saw, uh, discussing what he, I, he wrote and directed. It. Yes, he wrote and directed this episode, discussing what I think ended up being you know. Inspired by his performance of Mister Tambourine Man, uh, Steve. I don't know if you have any other information about this episode. No, no. I uh, it's uh, it never got aired. This was towards the towards the latter part of the series when he was getting really, really into having artistic control, and he wanted full control over. So he finally, they, the producers were like, "All right, whatever," and gave him an episode to write and direct that never aired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, right now we're gonna play that clip uh, from that episode. Let me just, let me just load it up here. Hang on one sec and. Captain's log, stardate 1968.014. I've traveled back in time yet again to Earth circa 1968. The San Francisco Bay Area, to be precise. It is both strange and familiar all at once, and its people even more so. Their customs intrigue me, and I'd be remiss if I didn't take advantage of this extraordinary opportunity to see and explore my now alien homeworld. Upon conversing with the natives, I became acquainted with a substance known as LSD. Its effects are unknown to me, and having not immediately felt them, judged it to be an incorrect dosage. Having six since doubled it, I can feel my senses being stripped. My hands can't feel to grip my toes, too numb to step. Oh man, playing some sort of ancient instrument has appeared to me as some kind of spirit guide, but the path he leads me on is dark and full of horrors. When I look to him to ask why, he transformed into a mighty Gorn, forcing me to engage him in battle. Remembering my Starfleet Academy training, I attacked him with the standard wild swinging haymaker, followed by an overhand axe-handle blow. (laughs) But these did not phase the Tambourine Man. I find myself disappearing down the foggy ruins of time, Past the haunted, frightened trees. My God, it's spinning out of control. Mr. Tambourine Man, help. There's something on the wing. Some thing. <laughs> Scotty, bones, do something. Anyway, Mr. Checkoff, Mr. Spot, Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh, and God. yeah, that, that, that was the only clip that we were able to find from that episode. Dark stuff, wow. dark disturbing stuff. Wow. He was
1: in a yeah. yeah, he was in a dark place. He really when went he wrote off the deep way. end yeah. at the very
0: end of that. <laughs> I can't imagine why that didn't go to air. I know. God, it was so beautifully performed. Freaking brilliant. Oh my god. <laughs> well uh <laughs> Master Thespian William Shatner. <laughs> Truly uh did not get the appreciation he deserved. Uh but that was Mr. Tambourine Man, or at least that is William Shatner's cover of Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh and that other passenger on the one train was never seen again. <laughs> That's what happens when you take the one train into the Bronx. <laughs> yes. Well, once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page uh, at the SongtopsyReport dot uh, and you what, can. What is our Twitter page called? Uh, How can someone achieve that Twitter page? They can go to Songtopsy Report and listen to
1: the podcast. Okay, Fair enough <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah we, we love your feedback We love your comments, your reviews We love hearing about your imaginary Friend experiences Or yes. your LSD experiences Or
0: if they overlapped oh, Both yeah. <laughs> But now in terms of this is gonna be really exciting because usually I say you can go to my website, nickbreeder.com, and then this is the part where Mike usually says his website is currently under construction, but today, and once again the whole reason why Steve was so complimentary
1: is because it is constructed, folks, MrMikeRussell.com, and that's Mr. MR like the initials. Mr MikeRussell.com. Uh yeah, you can go there, check out some stuff. And uh, enjoy all that is. You're about to Russell. get. You're
0: about to get hit with a huge lawsuit from Mister Mister. Oh shit! Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you, Steve? They can find me on Twitter at yourmantrollo uh, uh, with one L, capital Y, capital M, capital T, and eventually on my website at mm-hmm. Whew.
1: You're going to fucking get it next week. Uh, Just don't do to me what you did to poor Ralph.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to have to clear up. I mean, I hope the blood's gone by next week. Oh, no. You're going to wish I did to you what I did to Ralph. Ralph's troubles are over with, Mike. Yours are going to last for a very, very long time. What an exciting transition into next episode. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier.
1: I am Mike Russell. And this might be the last time you get to hear Mike Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll
0: see you next week. Take care. <laughs>